45, I struggled with this, wrestled with this, felt it and then couldn't feel it and wondered about it. And that's how you do faith, folks. It's how faith works. And I'm trusting that maybe we can help you just a little bit. And again, Brother Johnson did talk about communion today and we will have you up here and and we'll read the scriptures and go over that a little bit. But I just feel like I need to just preach just a little bit here. Amen. First Samuel 17, verse 45. Then said David to the Philistine, Thou comest to me with a sword and with a spear and with a shield, but I come to thee in the name of the Lord of hosts, the God of the armies of Israel, whom thou hast defied. Amen. I mean, I've had you standing a long time. I'm going to let you be seated. Smile at a couple people. Amen. I know you're worn out. Amen. If you want to wave at somebody, shake their hand or something, that'd be okay. Yeah, I'll shake your hand. Brother Pete, glad to see you. Miss you. Amen. In Jesus' name, got to get some glue on one of these seats around here. Get you in it where you can't even go home now. Just stay. You'll be here every time when I get here. You'll be here. Hallelujah. Amen. Just to make a, a long story at least a little bit shorter. Amen. We all know the story of the boy who killed the giant with a slingshot. Amen. I, I, I preached and brought out some of these points back in the summer, back in July, but maybe you wasn't there and maybe you were, were or wasn't, you know, you, you forgot it if you were here and, and, and we preached. But, you know, Brother Kilgore used to say, you can't preach a sermon until you've preached it at least 12 times. You can't preach it right, and so I'm, I'm, the older I get, the way I'm kind of believing what he said there a little more. But, but we all know about David killing the giant. It's it, it's one of the most popular stories in the Old Testament, and you know when, when there was no one else. Think about it a moment. No one else to, that was actually brave enough in the army of the Lord to stand up to Goliath. David did. Now, what a hero. Amen. David was a believer. He believed that the same God that was with him yesterday would be with him today. Now, you know what? You may have to be in a praise service, a shouting service. You may have to have your favorite uh, preacher or speaker uh, preaching faith or encouragement. Listen, that, that's wonderful to have that. But I just tell you now, you're not always going to have that when the, when the storm hits and, and you, you get down in the valley of the, you know, where, where the trouble is and the problems are. You're not on the mountaintops, in other words. You, you're going to need some faith. And David had that. He demonstrated that. Amen. But David believed that God would be with him. Amen. Whether it was the mouth of, of the bear or the paw of the lion, God would give him victory. That's how faith works. It's not what things look like. Amen. It's not what you see and feel and none of, none of that. Faith, remember what the Bible said. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for. We can't lose our hope, folks. Amen. The evidence of things not so You can't see it, but there's an evidence here and it may not be a feeling, all right? It's just knowing that God said, I will never leave you. I will never forsake you. I'll be a friend to you that'll stick closer than a brother. Now, if you don't believe that, that's your choice and that's the decision for you. If you believe all this is just junk and trash and we've all worked it up and you know all emotion, you have a, you have a right to do that, amen. But we see miracles take place. 
I've personally seen miracles take place. I've had some miracles take place in me. Hallelujah. We've got reports sitting, we've got people sitting right on these seats right now. Amen. That the doctor says, no, it's no way. You've got to do it this way or you're going to die or the baby's going, you know, on and on. Cancer from cancer right on down. Amen. So like Brother Johnson, you've come too late to tell me that God doesn't move and work and bless and heal. But that's your choice. That's your choice. Hallelujah. But David faced the lion and he believed that God would be with him and he told the giant and everybody else so. Amen. And that is exactly how it all played out when he faced this defiant giant named Goliath. All of Israel witnessed as David defeated the giant hero. Amen. And the Philistines, guess what? The enemy, they witnessed it too. Hallelujah. Amen. Years later, amen, David was about 30 years old at this time. Amen. And the tribe of Judah, Israel was in trouble just like people get. Amen. The whole history. Amen. If you want to find out what God approves of and disapproves of, read the Old Testament. Jesus said it was our schoolmaster. You, you can find out what God likes and what he don't like just by watching how he, uh, how judgment came on Israel when they would begin to fall in and go into idol worship, idolatry, and they would begin to go against the law of God and they would, guess what? They would go in bondage. That's exactly what happens to us. We may, they may not put us in jail or they may not have a wall built around us, but guess we in, we're in some type of a bondage I'm, I'm working on a message right now. Amen. The cities of refuge. You know what that is? That's a place of safety. That's the church. Now, everybody outside of that, you're on your own. But, but it's even worse when a backslider, when people come to know God, amen, they feel his presence, they experience God, and then they buy their own choice, Brother Green, they walk away from God. They walk out. David had a son that, were, that made it to the city of refuge. He was in a place of safety. You, you know, the avenger of blood could not go in there by law. And there was a wall around it. But this guy walked outside of his own accord. When David was grieving and weeping over his son, you know what he said? He made a statement. He said, listen, he said, your hands were not tied. Your feet were not in fetters. You had the liberty, amen. You had the ability to stay safe. But he convinced you to come outside of the, the walls of that city and the man stuck a knife under his rib and killed him. There was nothing anybody could do, amen, because he was outside of the walls of safety. And when we decide that we don't like church, when we decide we'd rather stay home and play video games, we decide to, you know, just to just lay out and I, I may show up. Hey, let me tell you something, folks. It's a lot different. Amen. And some of you can't get here any other time than Sunday morning. I'm going to tell you, Wednesday night, I felt a power, and you was out too. You had a, you never, that never happens. You never out. Amen. That was strange. Amen. You had a, a, a wisdom tooth. He had too much wisdom, and the, the doctor had to take some of it out. You know, and so he, he missed awesome spirit and presence of the Lord on Wednesday night here. Hallelujah. And then Thursday night, you know, we just opened up the house and said, you know, no special thing, no big deal, but we're going to be praying around here. The lights were low. Amen. I walked a while and prayed in one of my favorite spots. Amen. I was over here talking to the Lord. And by the way, I prayed for every one of you. And the presence of the Lord. Amen. No music. 
No Brother Johnson singing like he can, oh, what's awesome singing. Y'all sounded good today, amen. Just all alone, quiet, amen. Then a few people started trickling in and folks started kneeling in the altar and kneeling back here, amen. I felt the presence of the Lord, amen. Somebody said, I never feel, how long has it been since you prayed? You know, it used to be an old song. How long has it been since you talk with the Lord? And I started too high. Amen. Need my guitar, Brother Jay, to get in, get in tune. Amen. Get on the right key. But how long? Amen. You know, we, we never speak to him unless it's some something in vain. And then we say, well, well there's no God. Really? How long since you cried out to him? How long since you said, God, you know, if you're, you know, we got a, we, we prayed through a drunk that had been, you know, I know you call them alcoholics now. But you know the difference in an alcoholic and a drunk, don't you? Drunks don't have to go to all those meetings. That's the only difference. That's the only difference. Well, this was a drunk. Howard O'Gwen was a drunk. And he told me his own self. He said, I've been constantly drunk for 25 years, day and night. We told this story over and over. And Howard had gone to every Billy Graham crusade, every Baptist, Methodist church, every kind of church he would go. He had accepted Christ over and over and over again, Brother Ruck. Amen. But he'd tell you, and he was a Mississippi guy, and he talked really slow. <laughs> he had no problem understanding what Howard was saying. <laughs> he accepted everything. He did everything they told him to do. And then they said, how you feel? He's about the same. <laughs> but we got to witnessing to Howard on the job. Got to telling him about Jesus. I don't, you know, I, it doesn't bother me for if people doubt. It doesn't bother me if people don't believe half of what I'm saying. You don't know me. It doesn't bother me. Amen. I'll give you an opportunity to believe, but give God a chance. Give, give him a, you know, just quit doing what's popular. Oh, I don't believe in God. Or I don't believe in organized religion. Let me just throw you out something here. Everything Jesus did was organized. Everything from calling his people. If you want to be like Jesus and do what he said, do, you need to get organized just a little bit. I could preach a sermon about that. But Howard finally came to the altar, and I, you know, I'm, I'll be honest with you. My faith was just kind of at a low ebb, like, man, man, to get Howard to talking in tongues, and by the way, that's the evidence of the Holy Ghost. We, heard, we, we believe God filled them with the Holy Ghost. Why? For we heard them speak with tongues and magnify God. Read the, read the book of Acts, not Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. Now, it does talk about in there, amen, about tongues, but, but, but you can see the verbatim what happened when they got it. That's what they did. And so my faith was like, man, Howard talks too slow to ever get to going in any kind of language. He just barely does speak his own, but, but Howard knelt down and, listen, God will pick hard situations and he makes sure that everybody knows it's a tough situation so when it's all over, you know, you know, man, that had to be God. That was the only way I could explain it. It's like Red Seas that he opened up. Like, hey, it wasn't just a little creek. Something, it was a lion's den. It wasn't a bunch of raccoons in the den. It was lions. That's why he did that, where when it's all over, like, oh, wow, nobody. And it was a giant, by the way. It was over nine feet tall. 
So when Howard got to the altar, he knelt down. He was talking to God just like he would talk to you or me. You know what his word was? I didn't hear, but he told me that over and over. My wife and I taught him Bible study. He said he looked up to God and he said, Now, Lord, if you really are there, and if you really do give people like me the Holy Ghost, I want it. And by the time, Brother Ruck, I got to where he was, there was a bunch of people around him. And I got near. He was speaking in a language. I don't know what it was. He was speaking in a language, amen. And him being drunk, amen, for those 25 years and and out of his own mouth, he said, when most people get up and get a drink of water at night, he said, I get up and get a drink of whiskey. He He wasn't even sober when he woke up in the morning. He didn't have time to have a hangover. Well, you know what he did? Here's another one of his testimonies. When I got out to the car, he said, I kept a fifth of whiskey, you know, in the glove compartment, kept one under the seat. I kept, you know, he had a bottle everywhere where he was just within arm's reach. He could just always reach. And he said, I picked it up. And, you know, he kept that bottle of, I don't remember what it was, old charter or something. I can't remember what it was. And he'd bring it out every once in a while during those 10 weeks of Bible studies that we drove over to Natchez, Mississippi, and and we taught him. And he'd pull it out every once in a while and say, Charlie, he said, look at here. It's in the same place it was. I've never had a drink since, since God filled me with the Holy Ghost. Now, it doesn't always happen like this. It it doesn't always happen like this, but Howard says that God not only filled him with the Holy Ghost, but he took away the desire. He didn't want to drink. He'd take the lid off of it and smell it every once in a while. It didn't smell good anymore. I'm telling you, God, you think that's a coincidence? Oh, yeah, right. You talk about having, I really have to have faith to believe that. It takes less faith to believe what God can do and what he will do than to doubt God and to not believe God. It takes a lot of faith not to believe that that was, you th- oh, you think the devil did that? Oh, he didn't want him to drink anymore. No, 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 no. The devil doesn't work that way. It would have got worse if the devil had anything to do with it. Amen. God filled him with the Spirit. Hallelujah. Took away the alcohol, even the desire for alcohol. I'm telling you, he is a healer. He is a deliverer. Amen. If you'll have a little bit of faith, God can move that mountain for you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So anyway, amen. After a while, amen, David was, uh, you know, anointed king over Judah. After several more years after that, amen, the, the rest of the remaining tribes of Israel joined in recognizing him as king. So, so he became the king of Israel. Amen. Now, on in David's life, amen. And I'm making a long story short here. Amen. He's past his prime now. He's won and lost a lot of battles. Another giant comes on the scene. I want to talk about that just a little bit. Amen. This was one of the four giants that was connected to the one David had killed here. Amen. Years earlier. But but again, now he's older. He's, you know, he's, he's not as in shape as he was, but he's got a lot more wisdom and all now. And uh, of course, this other giant, you know, this, this later on giant was just like the others. He was big. He was strong and he was intimidating. Let me stop right there just a moment. The enemy's going to put something in front of you. I know the little foxes spoil the vine. I understand that. But there's some big things come along every once in a while. It will knock the wind out of you. 
you'll begin to fear and doubt because it is intimidating. It is something, nobody, nobody's denying that, that what you're facing is, 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 is something big and it's something tough. Nobody's trying to play like it's not and pretend that you don't, no, no, we got problems here in this world. We got situations in our families. Fear is really real. Hallelujah. These things can get a hold of you. Amen. But my point simply is this. Amen. In 2 Samuel 21 and 19, and there was again a battle in Gob with the Philistines. Man, those Philistines just wouldn't leave them alone. Amen. They were just almost constants. Where uh, Elhanan, the son of Jerry, uh, Origem, and I'm probably mispronouncing that. Y'all thought I was talking in tongues. I'm just trying to pronounce a, a word here. Amen. And he was a Bethlehemite. He killed the brother of Goliath, the Gittite, the staff of whose spear was like a weaver's beam. My point simply is this. Enemies sometimes come back. Oh, I got victory over that years ago. Oh, God filled with the spirit. You know, he took care of that. But that's why... And we keep on preaching this. I want some, this is, I'm going to drive this nail home here. Amen. That's why we keep on promoting come to the house of God. Get up in the morning. In fact, start planning on it in the middle of the week. I can't wait till Sunday. I can't wait till, the, till we can get in the house of the Lord. That's why David said, I was glad when they said unto me, let us go into the house of the Lord. Amen. Amen. Enter into his gates with thanksgiving, his courts with praise. Amen. That's gotta be, listen, it shouldn't be drudgery. It shouldn't be, well, I'll just go down and pay my dues. I just kind of, I know the preacher's gonna be on my case. If I'm, no, 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 no. No, I wanna go to God's house. I can't wait to get there. Hallelujah. Amen. Because enemies come back, and so we need a renewing. We need it regular. We need a refreshing of the Holy Ghost. We need to get our hands. You had not lifted your hands toward God, which is a type of surrender. That's what we ought to start practicing on and getting used to do. We've been in charge too long. That's what's got us in this mess. And we need to surrender to God. Amen. We need to bless his name. We need to be the, we need to be the shoutingest church around. We're not making excuses. We're a wild bunch. I do get loud. You know, I tell this story many years ago. You know, we used to, uh, I, and I like music. I think a good person to like, you know, some people just pick it up. Oh, I like this man. No, a good person who understands music, Brother Jay, will like all kinds of music. Do you know I know rock and roll stars that likes bluegrass music? Some of y'all don't know that. I'm going to educate you just a little bit. Listen, Listen, we got a scrambled up, mixed up, motley looking crew here, all colors. I like it that way. But before it was like that, I love the blues, y'all. It'll make you cry. <laughs> Doc Watson, a lot of those licks, he got fact blues people got some of those licks from him. And he probably did the same thing. Just make that sound. Hallelujah. Or to make you laugh. Want to make you shout. You get the feeling bad. But I remember, I remember that uh, there was, I was working, when I first came here, we had to go to work, and so I had no income, and I had my wife and my three kids, and, and so I, I just had to get a job. So I worked for Holiday Inn, and, and we did a lot of repair works for them. I had a little little small company uh, partnership with a guy, and we had, but, but, the, the Holiday Inns, you know, they, they had a, a bar. They have a bar. They have a restaurant and they have a bar. 
but I um, you know they they'd have a uh, they'd have a guy in there that was really really good playing music on the keyboard or guitar or some kind of and it would just be the sweetest melody and I'm being a person who likes music I, I man I would just man if I could I'd get outside that place you know and I'd hear him playing it would amplified and and but but you know the crowd would be just very slim it'd just be nobody there hardly I'm like that's good music. And I, we were up close to New York in a place called Carteret, Holiday Inn. When we, not part of our deal, we'd stay there, and our men would stay there, and that would be part of the, you know, we'd work that out, and then we'd do the work. And so we were there at night, in the middle of the night. But I remember the little old nightclub in there with just nobody hardly. You know what they did? They brought a bluegrass band. I'm like, a bluegrass band in, almost in New York, in New Jersey, but you could see the skyline of New York. And they were like, man, they were getting down. Well, you know what? The place filled up. They were juking and jiving. <laughs> That's why I love an organ. Brother Larry, we get, get a, Brother Larry plays the organ. I love an organ. But you can go to sleep with a whining organ. And we ain't doing that here. <laughs> I know you can play it other way. I understand that. If you play it right, you know, you know. But but yeah, I've been to places where the music was just really nice. But I was doing like the lady I'm talking about. I'm looking at my watch. Ooh, oh, it's good music, you know. So we just gonna get a little loud. We're gonna we're gonna play some play some foot patting, foot stomping, hand clapping stuff around here. And there ain't remember one person I know ever went to sleep in this church. That was just the Lord sent him or let the devil send him. Amen. Just, just it was good for me. I bragged about it too long, too much. Hallelujah. So we, we got a few things we can do around here to keep people from going to sleep. Amen. And, and, and get into the word of the Lord. I'm, and I'm rambling right now. Amen. But when we talked about the enemy comes back. Now remember, David had killed Goliath Every, listen, David will always be the giant killer. He, he, that, that's who he is. But here he is, and I'm not going to go into all this, but you know David, again, he was older now, and, and he, you know, he went out to fight that giant. Now, it's not really clear if you read the King James, but, but it looks like that he almost lost his life. Almost the giant. In fact, the, the giant thought he had killed David. King David. And so the, his men got so upset about it, they made him promise not to go out to battle again because they said, we don't want the light to go out in Israel. He, he had a place, he had a position that nobody else could fill at that time. And they said, we, we want you to promise you will never go out again because this man almost had you. And so another man went out. But, but when the problems reappear, they often come back stronger than before. Now, I'm not trying to preach fear or anything here. I, I'm just trying to be maybe a little controversial, but, but I'm, just, I'm a realist here. If it's a devil, that's, that's what it is. That's what we'll call it. Amen. If it looks like a duck and walks like a duck, you know the rest of the story there. But, but Jesus told an unclean spirit, amen. He told of that story about it being cast out of a man. But, but when he returned, this unclean spirit, this demon returned, the Bible tells us this, that he brought back with him seven devils worse than himself. So we're talking about sometimes when he comes back, it's worse than it was to begin with. 
This is why that we preach against and we warn people about this easy, what we call it, easy believism. All you ever have to do, you just believe God that he was born and existed and then he died and wrote, and that's all you gotta do and you can't ever be lost. That's a lie. I believe it came straight from the pits of hell. Our human nature likes to grab a hold of that too. We don't wanna do nothing. I like a preacher telling me, oh, you don't have to do anything. You can't be lost anymore because you just accepted Christ. No man can pluck you. They take scriptures and take them out of context. Amen. And that's the worst kind of a lie. Just a plain old lie, we'll just pick up on it, won't believe it. But if it's got a little truth mixed in, that's the most dangerous lie. Oh, that's what it said. Yeah, that's exactly right. Amen. But we've always had a choice from the Garden of Eden until now. Man has a choice. No man can pluck you out of his hand, but you can make a, a decision, amen, to walk out of the church. You can make a decision not to pay your tithes. You can make a decision not to worship. You can make a decision not to live a holy life, amen. It, it's a choice. God leaves that, and you can separate yourself, amen, and he will let you do it. Somebody said, oh, we don't, how can God send people? He's not sending anybody to hell. He gives you a way out of that, and it's your choice, if you're lost, come on, y'all, let's clap our hands. That's the truth. Amen. So, so, so the simple truth is that nothing, nothing stays one. You don't get the victory. You know, I got that. No, 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 no. You don't need. Listen, I, I want us to notice just a few verses prior to our text here in the same book. Amen. Second Samuel, Samuel 21. And, and let's look at the, I'm backing up just a little bit here. In verse 12, watch this. And David went and took the bones. Or now he's facing a giant, another giant. <laughs> and he's got something, he's got his work cut out here. Amen. But look what he did. He went and took the bones of Saul and the bones. And I'm going to try to speed up here because we got a bunch to do here and, and, and get the communion going here. But he took the bones. Saul had died, okay? Saul and then the bones of Jonathan, his son, from the men of Jabesh Gilead, which had stolen them from the street of Bethshan, where the Philistines had hanged them when the Philistines had slain Saul in Gilboa. Verse 13, and he brought up from thence the bones of Saul and the bones of Jonathan, his son, and they gathered the bones of them that were hanged. Verse 14, and the bones of Saul and Jonathan, his son, buried, you know, buried they in the country of Benjamin and Zelah, in the sepulcher of Kish, his father. And they performed all that the king commanded, and after that God was entreated for the land. It pleased God, all right? He, here, here's what he did. Here's, here's the points, amen. And some of us need this, right? Feel this strong, strong in the Holy Ghost. Felt it last night, amen, when I put it in my notes. Here's what he did. He buried yesterday. You want deliverance? You want victory? You want God to answer your prayer and help you and bless you and get you through this? Listen, here's what I, here's what I know. Every single one of us, none of us is exempt from this. Every one of us have had some hardships. Every one of us have had some pains and hard knocks. Probably that's why we're here. That's probably why we're in church right now. Some of us are going through it right now, but we don't like it and we don't want to, we don't want this to get us down, neither do I. Amen. But if you want victory over a giant today, then you need to bury your yesterdays. L listen, 
Notice, notice something here, that David took his painful memories. I mean, I, you know, this, all this Old Testament is a type. I've always preached. You can look in the Old Testament, somebody says, what's that got to do with me? That was ancient. No, no, no. You can find yourself in the Old Testament. That's why you need to read it. Beautiful stories. I love to read. Amen. But, but, but you can get lost in the Old Testament and you can learn something. Amen. But he took his painful men, memories. What was that? Do you know? He, he took Saul's remains. Saul chased him in the wilderness. He hid in the caves. Saul was a pain in the neck over and over. Amen. So he took all of that and he buried it. Not only that, Amen. His pleasant memories. I got, I, this is something we don't normally touch on, but we're going we're gonna to talk about it just a moment here. What about all of the good things? Do you know that Jonathan was David's best friend? Most trusted, most loyal friend? But guess what? He buried his bones too. Why, why are you saying that? He buried everything associated with yesterday. If the enemy can do it, He'll talk about how bad you, you've been hurt and he'll bring all that up and that'll just, hold, all it does is hold you back. But he buried the good, the bad, and the ugly. <laughs> he buried it all. I, I don't know how we're gonna do this, but somehow or other, we gotta bring it to the altar and leave it. Like, God, I'm just tired of dealing with this thing. I'm tired of being angry. I'm tired of being frustrated. I'm tired. Listen, I'm going to tell you what, what I've done before. I've made such bad mess up. Some of y'all know. That's why you ought to have good, loyal people around you. Because some folks, if your performance is not that good, they don't want you to be their pastor anymore. They don't want to be your friend. It's all about performance. But, but you know what? A righteous man, the Bible talked about, uh, Sister Gregory, will cover a matter. And I had to look on that a while and study into that just a little bit. That don't mean that he agrees with you mess up. That means that he's so much your friend and he's so loyal to you. We ought to get some loyal friends, all right? Amen, because every one of us are gonna mess up every once in a while. But he doesn't go around telling, guess what our preacher did? He mispronounced some more words today. <laughs> I'll do it again because it's not the most important thing. Cover a thing. Hallelujah. But, but even good things. You know, reminding ourselves of yesterday's pain, I can't think of one thing it would help. Reminiscing, here's the part that is gonna be a little controversial, maybe a little different reminiscing about how good it used to be won't help either. Oh, I love the church. I don't care how you did it. <laughs> well, good. But see, the enemy will use, and there's nothing wrong with you doing it good, and I'm sure you did. Amen. But this is how we, no, no. You, listen, we said the good and the bad. Listen, David had to go out and fight another giant. He didn't have time to let little stuff that happened ever how long ago hang in his way. And it will. Some people can't pray. Listen, some folks, some of y'all, I'm the quiet type. I use this for an example all the time. If I put a $1,000 bill right up here, I've never seen a $1,000 bill. But if I had one, I bet some of you quiet folks... <laughs> You would be, I say, ever who gets this, you can have it. 
Ever who gets their hand? This it'd be some folks. Ah, ah, y'all know I'm telling you the truth. Oh, you quiet! You you ain't never shouted. You won't lift your hand. Running the aisles, man. That's just like I'm. Just, you'd be running the aisles. There'd be some coming around that way. Oh, watch out! Oh, hey, we'd have somebody directing traffic up here. We'd have to get the football helmets and the pads and everything on before we started something like that, because somebody would get hurt around here. Am I telling you the truth or what? When the power of the Lord gets on you, and when the blessing, Amen, is right in front of you, Hallelujah! Didn't the Bible say, "Shout with the voice of triumph"? Didn't it say, make a joyful noise unto the Lord, all ye lands? Didn't it say, praise him in the dance? Woo, hallelujah. That's what it said. You know, if, if we're looking for a long, you know, Bible study, you know, detailing everything about the, no, just praise him in the dance. Praise him in the shout. Make some noise. Sing unto the Lord. Amen. Do all of these things. And when you break out and have liberty to do that, listen, there's places, there are people, I'm just feeling this right now, there are people sitting in churches, they love God so much, they want to praise him, but they're not allowed to do that in their church. If they had the opportunity that you have and I have, guess what? Oh, what a Savior, what a Jesus that we have. Hallelujah. Am I telling the truth or what? Listen, there's a whole lot more to this message. I don't have time to get into it. Amen. But I just feel like we need to bury some things, get them out of the way. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Here's, let me just close with this. But preacher, they hurt me. Bury it. Nobody knows what I'm going through. Bury it. <laughs> I know that's easier said than done. I understand that. It's not an easy task. We wrestle with it and fight with it. We, you know, we get mad because they deserve for us to be mad at them. They did that to me. <laughs> bless God. I'd like to pray for them. I'd like to get them up there and say, oh, Lord, bless them, Lord. Bless them. That's how we want to. That's how we want to pray for them. We want to lay hands on them suddenly. Oh, bless them, Lord! Oh, I love you. That's flesh taking over. No, no, no. We got to let that go. We got to put it in the ground. We got to cover it up. Amen. Walk away. Hallelujah. But you know what? When we do that, we will be free men and women. We'll be free folks. All that's oh we oh no we buried that. We're done with that. Hallelujah. You know what though? You know what? I, I I could write a thick book about stuff I've done wrong. Amen. But once and here's what happened. It's embarrassing. It's embarrassing. I I I can put that away from me, and I I don't think I don't want to think about it anymore. I'm I'm done. But once in a while they the I have to believe it's the enemy. He'll bring that up to me. He'll bring that right. I'll be ready to get in the pulpit and preach and the enemy will bring up something. Boy, he does his work. He's going to and fro in this earth seeking whom he may devour. He's the father of lies. In other words, he told the first lie. 
Amen. And he's out to get us, drag us down, make us non-productive. Listen, I'm feeling witness here. I'm, I'm feeling this year. Listen, this is the first service of this year. Amen. 2016, first Holy Ghost service here. Amen. And, and we have a beautiful church. I love every one of you. There's no trouble in this church. Amen. None. Amen. We've had a little flushing. Amen. Over the years, everybody does. Sometimes, what do you mean? Listen, some, everything you eat don't go into muscle and tissue. And, no, no, you know, some things do. That's why you got to eat your vegetables. You got to chew your food good. My grandson, I can pick on him. Amen. But, but, you know, all of those green beans and broccoli, it all doesn't go to all that. I don't want to be ugly. I don't want to be rated R here. I wouldn't embarrass anybody. But, but, but your body passes some of that stuff. In fact, the majority of it. So everybody that comes in the church, oh, they're wonderful. We are, we're still praying for people who's got a lot of money who pay tithes. We got stuff to build out here. No, I don't need a raise. I don't need a new car. I'm talking about doing the work of God. So, but, but that's a preacher's dream. Like, ooh, man, I hope they got a lot of money. Man, we got stuff to pay for. Give a bunch of people the Holy Ghost, but give us a few rich ones in there, you know? Yeah, in fact, y'all need to give a little more money. I'm picking <laughs> Hallelujah. Help us out here. <laughs> no, we're doing fine. Hey, and we're about to get this thing paid for here. Get a little breathing room. Hallelujah. Glory Jesus. You know what? I I, I gotta quit. I'm just going down different roads here. Hey, Amen. I need to I need to get off. Y'all are wonderful to put up with this. Hey, Amen. Why don't we uh yeah, I just I I'll finish preaching that at some point. But but we we've got to get some things, you know, that's hanging in front of us. It's like going fishing, and you think you got ooh, I got a big one, and you pull up an old boot, and it's in the mur- just a muddy, murky, stinky, down at the bottom, and it's just dripping. And the enemy he'll he'll pull all that out for you. And he'll hang it right on your nose and it'll drip on there. Let's bury that. Let's throw that back in. We don't want that. Hallelujah. I mean, there's some good things, but let me bring this one point out. I'm feeling like that if we bury some things here, get past it. You're angry, pray until you get over that. If you're fearful and you're, oh, I don't know. Listen, just pray until you get victory over that. Now, here's what's going to happen. Your witness, your witness, that's why we're here. That's why we're still here. That's why God didn't take us as soon as he filled us with his spirit. He's not all just about saving us. Our neighbor needs to be saved. Every one of us have kinfolks that are lost. We've got kinfolks who are alcoholics, drug addicts. They're in false doctrine. They think they're a preacher. Told, oh, you got to do just believe you don't want to worry about nothing else. I've never, I've never seen a time when preachers, they think their job is to tell you what you don't want. Listen, the enemy does that good enough. I don't need to pay a preacher to tell me what I don't have to do. My flesh does that. Oh, don't go to church. Or, you know, you know, don't, you know, don't worry about all of that. You can cuss a little bit, lie a little bit, you know, all of that. No, no. I need a preacher to challenge me. I need somebody to say, come on, we can do better. And so my point is simply your witness it's going to become stronger and more powerful 
and folks are going to start noticing it without you preaching to them. They'll notice how you live and they'll see you going to church every service. Your kids are going to see it. Amen. That's what we're talking about. That's where the productiveness comes in. We're going to do right and keep doing right. Amen. We're going to bury these pains and these problems of the past. Amen. And we're going to pray for the anointing of God on us. And when we speak, somebody's going to be listening. It's what they need to hear. And we'll have revival. And we'll fill this place up. Amen. We'll build what we need to build. And have room for this community to come and experience the worship and praise that you've experienced today. And we need more elbow room. And we need more running room. And we need more shouting room. A lot of other room. Amen. It's going to be you that does it. Let's stand together. Praise the Lord. Amen. Thank you for bearing with us. Hallelujah. Glory Jesus. I got some scriptures that I need to read to you. Y'all okay? All right. Hallelujah. You know, while I'm doing this, our help can uh, move on up. Yes, Sister Debbie. What we're going to do today is, uh, you know what, why don't we... Uh, Brother Corey, why don't we lower those lights just a little bit? And they have chosen some people, Sister Debbie and my wife, and who is Sister Green, maybe, I'm not sure, Sister Thompson, to help you here. We, uh, they see me, I'm, I'm, I complain about the line going too slow. And so they are setting up someone at the end of each aisle, and they will have your bread and the communion wine, and that way people from this side can go this way and this way and this way. So we won't just have one place to go to. Is that good? That'll help us. Could we just, um, while they're doing that, if y'all don't need me for anything else, I'll just give us some scriptures and a little word here that might help us. And I'll try not to take a long time, but it's something that needs to be said. This is a very, very important time for God's people. Amen, to not just come up here and swig down a little wine. And by the way, we do use real wine here. I know it's been a big controversy for years and years, and I wouldn't mind doing grape juice. We just never, you know, we just uh, always did wine. That's, it's just handed down to us for years and years is what we do. But it's not enough of you, not enough to hurt you. And if you're afraid that you're going you're gonna to become an alcoholic or you're gonna, just going to send you off on a drinking binge, well, don't do it. Don't take it. But here's my my uh, my take on all of that is if if you don't have enough Holy Ghost to keep you from doing that, <laughs> you need to maybe let us pray for you again. <laughs> it's a good reason, a good excuse for some people, not for me. This my my whole family almost were alcoholics. And Sister Debbie and I talk about it, hers too. I like the taste of alcohol. If I let myself and I didn't preach against it, I'd be a drunk. That's what I'd be. But I take that little sip of wine. This is just for somebody here that might be like, oh, my goodness, oh, my God. We don't take wine. My daughter-in-law hates the taste of it. Good for her. It will be like the, the, the weird food that we're eating in the Philippines. And we had a crew with us that would not 
eat it. I mean, I and I'm I'm game. I'm like, well, I'll try it. I'll taste it. Some weird food. And so he wasn't talking to me, but some of other our group, Brother Jesse Valenzuela looked over and he said, it will not harm you. <laughs> and I want to say that about the little bit of wine. We don't we don't give you a half a pint. You know, we just give you a little sip. But you make the you make the choice here. And uh, I won't have hard feelings toward you if you decide not to take it. Jesus wanted to be remembered. Hallelujah. Isn't that wonderful? But he did not ask to be remembered for us to remember his birth. He did not ask us to remember his miracles. We preach about it and we talk about all of that. He didn't even ask us ask to be remembered for his powerful teaching. And we talk about that and we use that. But but he simply said, remember my broken body and remember my blood. He didn't want us to ever forget that he suffered and died for us. In other words, and I like to personalize this, he gave it all up for me. The cross was not an afterthought of God. It was not some emergency plan like, well, man's messed up again, now I've got to come. No, 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 no. It, it, it was the precise plan of God. In Revelation 13 and 8, amen, he said, said that he was slain from the foundation of the world. In other words, it was in the, that, now we know that, you know, Jesus wasn't around and crucifixion certainly didn't play, take place in the beginning. No, no, it, we knew that it was way on in time. But in the mind of God, he had the plan ready. Why? Because he's God and he knows everything. So he had it all ready. Amen. I'm happy to report to you that God was not caught off guard at man's transgression in the Garden of Eden. There was a lamb in the mind of God before anyone ever sinned. Hallelujah. Remember when John the Baptist was baptizing and he looked up? Amen. He was baptizing all those people under repentance and he looked up and saw his cousin Jesus coming. Jesus hadn't started his ministry yet, hadn't been baptized yet. Amen. But John the Baptist, I believe it was the Holy Ghost speaking through him. He said, behold, the Lamb of God that takes away the sins of the world. Amen. Amen. And Jesus came to be baptized and John said, I'm not worthy. I can't baptize you. It's another scripture for baptism for those people who are always preaching against it or at least discounting it. John said, to fulfill all righteousness. I, amen. Jesus said that to John, to fulfill all You got to do this. And so he baptized the Lord. Amen. Amen. So that's a type of us being baptized. Amen. But all that was needed was a lamb in the plan of God here. Now, on the day of atonement in the Old Testament, the high priest, you gotta understand the Old Testament part, amen, under the law, amen. The high priest would gather all the people at the tabernacle and he would transfer the sins of the people upon a lamb. And remember that. I mean, you can't get more innocent than a lamb. What a type here. Amen. Now, the high priest always examined, and I, I, I did this last year and maybe a year before last, but I think this is not a, there's not a better point to bring out than this right here. Amen. The high priest always examined the lamb. Please, please notice, he never examined the people. Now, in the New Testament, God tells us to examine ourselves. That's why he said to tarry and to wait with each other. 
Hallelujah. I, I hate to say this because people think I'm going liberal and I don't believe anything, or some people can choose to say that's not that's not it at all. But but he wasn't too concerned with the magnitude of their sins because he knew that if the lamb was perfect, no matter what the sin was, this perfect lamb could take care of it. This is where faith comes in. Not preaching a loose message, not telling you to live live anyway, not telling you just to kind of waltz in here and be slouchy about it. No, no, no. No, this is a serious matter. But I promise you, God can take care of your sins. He can and will forgive you and bless you in spite of how you've lived and what you've done with your life. So we have to come here today to examine. We haven't come to examine anybody. Amen. We've not come to judge anyone. We know that we are all sinners and we're saved by the grace of God. And I'm so glad that we can present a perfect lamb and he is perfect enough to take care of whatever sin that is in your life. One, one more point, amen, that's very, very needed. Paul points out in 1 Corinthians eleven twenty three concerning the Lord's Supper that the Lord Jesus, the same night in which he was betrayed, took bread. Here's a point. Now, we talked about bearing things a while ago. And when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, take, eat, this is my body, which is broken for you, this do in remembrance of me. The interesting point in verse 23 is how Paul put two important things together. The Bible said the night he was betrayed, he took bread. Paul draws our attention to the greatest possible contrast of the night. The night he was betrayed, he spread a table of forgiveness and cleansing. He washed the disciples' feet in an act of humility. Could we discern could we discern the body of the Lord and the blood of the Lord today? This is where we're getting, this is what we're getting at. In our spirit, could we feel his pain? Could we feel his love and forgiveness? Paul said in 1 Corinthians 11 and 30 that the church in Corinth did not discern the Lord's body. He said many of them were weak and sick because of this. Now I'm gonna read the scriptures and we're gonna, and then we're gonna get the music going. I'm not sure what's, what's happening up there, but y'all just take care of that. First Corinthians 11th chapter, beginning at verse 24. And when he had given thanks, he break it and said, take, eat, this is my body, which is broken for you, this do in remembrance of me. After the same manner also he took the cup, when he had supped, saying, this cup is the new testimony in my body, this do ye as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. For as often as you eat, this bread and drink this cup, you do show the Lord's death till he come. Wherefore, whosoever shall eat this bread and drink this cup of the Lord unworthily shall be guilty of the body and the blood of the Lord. Now, if you think you're not worthy, just join the rest of us because none of us are worthy. Amen. But he gives some direction in the next verse, verse 28. But let a man examine himself and so let him eat of that bread and drink that cup. Don't do it unworthily, but spend a little time with the Lord. Hopefully we've done that already today, but we'll wait a little longer if we need to. Amen. But he said, you go ahead and drink the cup. Amen. And eat the bread. The bread is a type of the broken body of the Lord Jesus. The wine is a type 
of his blood. Verse 29, for he that eateth and drinketh unworthily eateth and drinketh damnation to himself, not discerning the Lord's body. This is why that we need to have our spirit and our mind focused on the Lord. Amen. This is not games today. This is something very, very serious. Verse 30, for this cause, many are weak and sickly among you and many sleep. Verse 33, wherefore, my brethren, when you come together to eat, tarry for one another. Amen. So that's what we're going to do exactly right now. We're going to just spend a little time in prayer. Could we do that? Now, here's, here's the purpose behind this. I, I, I know you look good today. Hairdos look nice. Your suits, your dresses look nice. But I know human nature. Amen. Everything's not perfect. Amen. So we're going to ask God to forgive us. How about that? Amen. God, let's do it. You do it for yourself, Lord. Amen. We're only human. Amen. We've messed up over and over and over again. Our spirit's not right. It's not been right. Our attitude's not been right. Amen. There's a spirit of lust. Amen. That gets on every man. Hallelujah. We bring all of that to you, God. We please ask you to forgive us. We want our heart and our spirit to be right and in alignment with you, God. Amen. We don't intentionally sin. We don't mean to, Lord. We just fall into the trap. Amen. We're asking your help. Amen. Before we receive your communion. Amen. We ask you to please forgive us of every sin. Amen. Every thought of sin. We ask you to cleanse our mind, cleanse our heart, cleanse our spirit. In the name of Jesus. Come on. Are you, is your heart open? Are you sincere? Amen. About forgiveness. Hallelujah. We repent before you, Lord. We repent for our human nature, our human flesh. Hallelujah. Your apostle Paul said, oh, wretched man that I am. Hallelujah. He said there was a battle, there's a war going on in my members. In Jesus' name, in Jesus' name. We want to represent you in this world. So help cleanse us, help us, Lord. Purify us today. In the name of Jesus. If it's appropriate right now, reach over and touch somebody. Amen. If you can, hold hands. Put your hand on somebody's shoulder. Let's pray one for another one more time right now before we do this most serious act in the name of the Lord. Amen. Bless my brothers. Bless my sisters. Touch our spirit. Amen. Touch our hearts. In Jesus' name, touch our mind. In the name of the Lord Jesus. In the name of the Lord Jesus, in the name of the Lord. Glory, Jesus, glory, Jesus. Amen. Let's give thanks to him. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. By faith, by faith, he's accepted our prayer. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Glory, Jesus. Glory, Jesus. Now, we got to do this. We want to do this together, so we want you to begin to make your way up, but don't take it yet, all right? Just hold it in your hand, you know, the wine in one hand, the bread in the other, amen, and just take it back to your seat or just find you a place wherever you want, doesn't matter, amen. We're about to do this and end this service pretty soon, and so I want you to do this. Just make your way. Those on this side, this side, just come at random, make a line here, down this middle aisle, whoever's closest to the middle aisle, just make your way. Just take this in the name of the Lord and we'll all do it together. Amen. Same way over here. That's right. That's right. Come on. If you're a guest, if you're a visitor here, you're certainly welcome. It's just between you and God. You're welcome to take this with us. 
Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. That's beautiful. When you join us. That's it. Just come on. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. We do this in remembrance. In remembrance of you. We take this bread. Your body broken for us. In remembrance of you, Hallelujah. we thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. And remember your blood that was shed for us. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Lord, that's it. Hallelujah. This is his body. And every time we do, we do. In Just pray one more time. Hallelujah. Let's just believe him one more time. Amen. There's a there's something spiritual taking place in our spirit. There's something supernatural happening. Amen. Simply out of our obedience to him. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. We release our faith right now. Hallelujah. To work on us and work with us and in us. In the name of the Lord Jesus, in the name of the Lord. Come on, pray with me one more time. Lift your voice. Jesus' name. Hallelujah. 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 Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus, for your miracle power. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. I'm going to read one verse. Amen. Verse 26 of 1 Corinthians 11. 
and then we're all going to take it together. Amen. Verse 26, for as often as you eat this bread and drink this cup, you do show the Lord's death until he come. This bread is not his real body. It's just unleavened, broken bread. It doesn't become his body. It's just done in remembrance of him. This wine is not his blood, and it will not become his blood. It's just taken in remembrance of the Lord Jesus Christ, and it reminds us of his suffering and his shedding of his blood. Let's do it together right now. Amen. Everybody together. Amen. In Jesus' name. The bread is his body in remembrance. Amen. And the wine or the drink is his blood. Jesus. not too much trouble. How about our musicians make their way up right now? Amen, amen, amen. What a, what a beautiful, sweet presence of the Lord in this place. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I want to respond to it in the right way. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Jesus, hallelujah, 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 Jesus, hallelujah, thank you, Jesus, thank you, Jesus, hallelujah, glory. You made it all right through that one, you made it through that one, that wine, you don't do nobody but you, hallelujah, hallelujah, bless y'all, I don't care what they say, hallelujah, hallelujah. Why don't we just put our hands together? Amen. Hallelujah. Glory. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Y'all, we, 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 can't, we can't stay quiet too long, y'all. Oh, no, we, we can't. No, we just got to change this. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Look over and smile at somebody. I don't know if you've done that yet. Shake hands with somebody. Hey, preach a little word to him. Tell him it's going to be all right. It's going to be all right.
nobody but you, Lord. Nobody but you. Nobody but Nobody but you. Yes, when I was in trouble, you came to my rescue. Nobody but you. Yes, nobody but you, Lord. Nobody but you. Well, when I was in trouble, you came to my rescue. Nobody but you, Lord. Nobody but you. You came to